0: Big night in Europe last night, the UEFA Champions League round of 16 draw was conducted. The one place to watch is Stan Sport and all over it was Max Rushton who joins us this morning. Hello, Max.
1: Yeah, did your newsreader say chance of a shower? I mean, I'm outside a (laughs) cafe in Brunswick, right? And I've said this before, but Neighbours and Home and Away lied to us. It lied to the English about Australia. You know, this is meant to be summer, this is absolutely rotten. I mean, it is tipping it down. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. But I sort of need, I don't know who to sue, but I need to sue someone <laughs> for this. You know, do I sue Carl Kennedy? Do I sue Al Stewart? Who do I sue to say, listen, I was, when I moved to Australia, I was told, well, you know, there was one thing I'd be certain about, which was I could send smug pictures back to my friends and family in the UK to say, oh, yeah, it's how are you? Cold are you? Well, it's a beautiful sunny day. Well, it's absolutely ridiculous.
0: That's all I'm, right. Just I'm just, just pop just, my disappointment. Just pop into the Errindsborough Hotel, pull up a pint, yeah. and enjoy the day. Well, okay.
1: I mean, no, we've anyway, let, That's probably not what you got me. No, on No,
0: we let you down today. There's no yeah. doubt about that. It's yeah. a shocking yeah. day in yeah. Melbourne, unfortunately okay, But just yeah. hang around a few hours; it'll probably be sunny yeah, uh, You're probably right. Sh- sh- uh, shortly, uh, out of the eight uh, match-ups that were drawn last night, which one uh, is the most sexy for you? Do you know what? It's an interesting question, because
1: obviously if you win your group, you, you get an easier draw. You know, Potentially, if you come second, you're going to have to play one of the top sides. So in the last 16, mostly the big side kind of avoid each other. They're all big at this stage, but the big side kind of avoid hmm. each other. But normally, one or two sides have come second, big sides, for example, Paris National did, And so you get one or two absolute standout fixtures. And what's really interesting about this draw is all the big sides have kind of avoided each other. They have. Right. Mm. So when you look when you look down this draw and you say if all the favourites win, then the quarterfinals will be you know, will be massive side against massive side because we're not going to lose any of the really big, big teams. But and this is another interesting part of this, the draw was last night. These games aren't played until yep. February, right? So you don't really know how the sides are going to be travelling. When I look at Manchester City, right? Who are not having a great time, I think. Now, it's all relative. For Manchester City, that means five points off the top of the Premier League. They're they're out, you know, they're going to play in the World Club Championships. They're probably favourites. They're certainly favourites. They'll probably win that. They'll come back. And by the time these games are played, they'll have won 15 in a row. But Copenhagen is fascinating because Copenhagen are incredibly good at home. I mean, the chances of Copenhagen getting through this tie is almost zero. But away in Copenhagen, if City are playing like they're playing now... That is a fascinating tie, I think. You look at, um, and, and uh, look, it would be unbelievable if, if City went out there, of course, the holders, and they'll be huge favourites. But I've just got a sneaky feeling, certainly in that home leg, that Copenhagen will have a chance. And, and actually what you want, it's really interesting, is like, what do you want from these major tournaments? You want upsets along the way, but then you want to end with some sort of really glamorous mm. final. So, like, you're hoping that there's a couple of upsets in this round, but by the time you get to the final, you know, you are looking at Real Madrid, by Munich or stuff. I think most of the big teams will be pretty happy. I think Arsenal, who are doing really well in the Premier League, will be happy with Porto. I think that is a game that they, they should get through. I think Napoli-Barcelona is fascinating. Napoli are not the Napoli of last year, right? Actually, Barcelona aren't flying at the moment. Mm. So, that is quite a bit. If Napoli can pick it up, they've kept Osserman, they've kept Baratjelia, the Georgian Messi... I think that's a really interesting game. Real Sociedad are, have done amazingly well in this Champions League to win their group. Um, and by winning their group, they get PSG. So that is really unfair on them. PSG are completely random. Like, like every Champions League, you can sort of hang your hat on the fact that at some point they will implode. It almost happened in the group stages, actually. They were in that really in, interesting group with uh, Borussia Dortmund, mm. Newcastle and AC Milan. Um, they've got through, they've got to scrape through. They should get through this easily, but I, I think Sociedad might surprise a lot of people and they're not a side that a lot of people know a lot about. So I think that'll be interesting. Inter Atleti is fascinating. Inter really doing well in, the, uh, in Serie A at the moment. Um, if you talk to Italian football experts, they, they sort of say Inter are better this year than they were last year. They got to the final last year, perhaps against the odds. The draw was slightly fortunate. They're all the big sides are on one side of the draw. And Atleti and Simeone, like they're playing slightly more interesting football than you'd perhaps attribute Diego Simeone. You know, they've got some wonderful players, Griezmann is flying. Um, And so I think that's great. Dortmund, PSV and Dortmund will both be happy with that draw. Like like they could both get through that. Bayern Munich, I think, will have too much for Lazio. And Leipzig could spring a surprise on Real Madrid, perhaps in the home leg, but. You know, you never write off Real Madrid. So I think what we're looking at is a lot of favourites will get through and then we'll have this utterly ridiculous quarterfinal draw. But it is certainly, there are some interesting ties there and I wouldn't be surprised if there's one or two upsets.
0: What about Arsenal? Never won a Champions League. They're back in it for the first time in six years. We're very good in the group stages, but their their record in knockout stages, particularly since they made the final what, more than a decade ago, has been really poor. Have you seen enough from Arsenal in this Champions League and what they've shown in the Premier League this season, to to say they are a genuine chance to win the Champions League this year.
1: Yeah, I think so, and I think partly because you know the really top sides like are showing vulnerability now. Mm. Manchester City show vulnerability quite a lot before Christmas and turn it on, but they really are. They, you know, they 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 were beaten by Aston Villa recently, and not just beaten, but like they were. They only lost one 0 but they were battered. It wasn't like Manchester City, how Manchester City get beaten. Bayern Munich are going pretty well, but they did get done 5-1 by Eintracht Frankfurt the other day. Real Madrid are very good, but they might be over-reliant on Jude Bellingham. So you look at Arsenal, who got very close to winning the Premier League last year. They fell away at the end. A lot of people said, oh, they choked. I think that's a slightly ridiculous accusation to lay at them because it's very hard to keep up with Manchester City when they're playing like that. In Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard, they've got a wonderful midfield. Gabriel Martinelli and Bakayo Saka up front are... I mean, I don't, are they underrated? I don't know. They're probably quite well-rated. And I think Jay is a is a very good player, but doesn't score enough goals. And um, Barney Ronnie was writing in the Guardian yesterday that they are, they're perhaps less interesting than they were last year, but they're more sensible. Mm. They're tighter. They're not conceding that many goals. So I, I actually do give them a, a good chance. As you said, you know, they, what you, what's hard to quantify, isn't it, is, is if you don't have the, like the heritage in the tournament, if you don't have that kind of experience of winning it, it makes it harder, right? So, you know, you look at Real Madrid and you look at Bayern Munich and you think, and City as well, of course, they've been there and they've done it. And, and how much does that help you? But, but like footballing-wise, I think Arsenal, you know, they could win the Premier League this year. It's really quite open at the moment. I mean, the thought of them doing that home in the Champions League is faintly ridiculous, but I, I I really do give them a good chance, and certainly I, I think they'll have enough to get past Porto.
0: Peter, Max Ruggins, Stan Sport, your way for Champions League, a round of 16 draw last night. As an Englishman, you mentioned a couple of your superstars, Harry Kane scoring goals for fun at Bayern Munich, which is no great surprise, but what about Jude Bellingham's start to his career as a Real Madrid player? I mean, we know how much talent this young man has got, but have you even been pleasantly surprised with how good he's been already for Real Madrid?
1: Yeah, it's just going to make it even more painful when England get knocked out of the Euros in the quarterfinals by Portugal when you've got on Kane pe- and Bellingham. Like on the penalties? Best players. Oh, almost certainly uh, in Europe. <laughs> yeah, they both miss penalties. Uh, what's interesting about Bellingham is you know, when he left Birmingham and they retired his shirt, everyone's like, what are you doing? He's 16 or however old he was, 17. Like, that's embarrassing. And now you look back and go, mm, you're probably right to do that because he must have been unbelievable then. Uh, people who watched Dortmund week in, week out said, look, this guy's superhuman. And I think what's so interesting is, like, he's so young, and he, but he's so mature, and like really experienced, like, like serial winners are looking up to him. And he's playing in this really advanced role for Real Madrid. Benzema left, they didn't really replace him. So when everyone's fit, you sort of have Bellingham playing a really advanced midfield role with Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. And he's just got I know he's got number five on his back and, and and I know it's like, really, and he's playing for Real Madrid. So those comparisons with Zidane seem obvious, but I see a lot of Zidane there. Mm. You know, there's a guy who's, who's so his stride is like a, a thoroughbred racehorse. He's got this amazing eye for goal. He can do absolutely everything. Um, it is, it, I mean, regardless of whether he's English or not, obviously that helps, but he's just a total joy of a footballer. And, and, and like he is, is he carrying Real Madrid? It sort of feels like it, and you sort of think that's ridiculous for a teenager. Is he still a teenager to be carrying Real Madrid? But that's what he's doing at the moment, and uh, you know he's obviously got wonderful players around him that clearly helps. Um, but the way he's taken to that, you know, every time he stepped up in his career, it doesn't seem to faze him at all, you know, and and that is sort of pretty miraculous, really. And and yeah, fingers crossed he stays fit. And, you know, I'll, you know, he can, he can do what he likes this season, but if he's fit and he plays as well as he's playing now for in the Euros, then we've got to have a chance, haven't we? Absolutely
0: haven't we? you do. Saka, Cade, and Bellingham, front three, wow. it's pretty handy.
1: Yeah, it is
0: useful, yeah. As I said, it'll just
1: make it even more agonising <laughs> when it all goes wrong.
0: <laughs> now, speaking of agonising, uh, it wasn't a classic between Manchester United and Liverpool uh, yesterday, but a classic stoush. Post match between Roy Keane. It doesn't take much for Roy Keane to get hot under the collar. And uh, off the back of the comments from Virgil Van Dyke. Now, was Virgil Van Dyke being disrespectful or has Roy Keane just got added two and two and come up with 12?
1: Um, I think what's interesting about that, uh, you know, is when a game is so boring, right, (laughs) then you're sort of looking for other things to talk about. And Roy Keane is box office. Quite often, even if it's a good game, he's more interesting than the game. I think what Van Dyke said is pretty true, isn't it? I like Man so. United went to defend, right? Um, and you, you know, and that's what. They, and actually, they showed a bit of humility there because they're having such a terrible time. Um, uh, I um, sorry, I got a message from my wife saying I've I've forgotten the keys for the cleaner. I'm in trouble. <laughs> anyway, that's not Important for you to know. Um, so so. Yes, look, Manchester United went there. They did a job on Liverpool. I think a clean sheet and a point for them is an absolutely massive result given how they garbage they've been recently. Um, Liverpool would be disappointed. What, they had 38 shots, 34 shots or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 34 shots, they just a, They were just a bit flat, weren't they? You know, Salah didn't quite turn it on. They'll be disappointed to drop two points in a title race that looks pretty open at the moment. I think for Manchester United getting out, they lost 7-0 that game last season, getting out with a point is good enough. But, it, you know, it very loosely papers over some pretty big cracks at uh, uh, Old Trafford.
0: It is a tight title race, as you mentioned, Max. Arsenal, 39 points. Liverpool and Villa, 38. City, 34. Tottenham, 33. If you had to pick a winner right now, who would it be?
1: Oh, Tottenham, of course. But I'm only saying it's And Anne's Postacoglu, oh, impossible to say. I think Man City will probably do it. And until, they, until this form continues, they should still be the favourites, even though they're five points behind. They've been further behind at this stage in the past and um, and like they just have the knowledge they have the best manager um, they have the experience but at this stage you can't write off Liverpool you can't write off Arsenal you can't write off Aston Villa like they're playing so well they're really surprising people I think for Tottenham it's really hard, right? I think Andrew's done an amazing job. They'll be disappointed when they look at the league table because they lost against Villa when they shouldn't have done, they lost mm-hmm. against West Ham when they shouldn't have done. They lost against Wolves when they shouldn't have done, right? You know, and I'm sure every team can look at results on the league table like this. But then, you know, Basuma's out now, suspended for four games, then he's got the African Cup of Nations, Pape Sar's going to AfCON as well, King Min is going to the Asia Cup. Their squad is probably not deep enough to maintain a challenge. But that doesn't mean that all Australian soccer fans shouldn't be delighted with what Costa Coglu is achieving right now because the football is great. And for, from a Tottenham perspective, just having a midfield that pass the ball forward is a, is a, is a huge step up on what they've had for the last three years.
0: Yeah, it was depressing uh, watching under the previous two managers. Just on Ange, one person that is in love with him is Gary Neville. He said he, he loves watching Tottenham more than anyone else and even suggested that once Pep Guardiola... Guardiola is done at City. They should look at Ange. Yeah, I
1: think I think that's not a terrible shout, right? You sort of look at um, you sort of look at what he does and the football he plays and the effect he has. I don't think that would be a I don't think that would be a terrible choice. What, it will be fascinating to see what happens when Pep Guardiola uh, leaves Man City and what happens to Man City. You know that is that will be fascinating. Um, I and Ange would not be a terrible shout. I think he needs to achieve something with Tottenham a bit more. Like, you know, I don't know if it's a trophy, but like sustain top four for a couple of years. And then I think, you know, that would not be a terrible shout. But who knows how long Pep will stay at City. be really interested to see what happens for them when he does go.
0: What will happen first? Pep leaves City or will finally get a decision on the 115 charges they're facing? Good question.
1: Very good question. And <laughs> he said he'll stick with them. So, you know, I'm not passing comment on whether they're innocent or guilty, but like if they did get a huge punishment and went down to League 2, would Pep stay with them? I mean, that would be (laughs) absolutely fascinating, (laughs) wouldn't
0: it? I can't see him taking them to Wrexham and places like that.
1: Yeah, Max will probably be in the Premier League
0: by that time, won't they? That is true. That is true. Uh, and shout out to all the Everton fans listening who believe it's still an injustice that they got docked 10 points when uh, these other clubs haven't uh, Max, uh, thanks so much for your time. We can't wait for the Champions League round of 16. Uh, the first legs get underway on February 13th. Second legs get underway on March five. Uh, we can catch you on Stan Sport. Uh, apologies for the weather. Hope it's better for you tomorrow.
1: They're all good. <laughs> Cheers. Take it easy.